We should be very careful about artificial intelligence. We are summoning the demon. Today on the Babylon Singularity interview sessions, we have gospel minister extraordinaire brother Fred Deaton. Been looking forward to this interview for some time. Loving his work on Twitter. We got him on the show today. Stay tuned. Inspiring faith in Christ and anchoring hope in the age to come. This is the Babylon Singularity Podcast with Peter Herder. Peter. Brother Deaton. How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm good. Thanks for uh thanks for, for being willing to uh have a conversation. Oh man, are you kidding? I'm you know, the pleasure is all mine. I'm <laughs> I'm honored and humbled and uh I love what you're doing. Oh my goodness. You know what? Uh, hearing your voice, I'm not disappointed one bit. <laughs> Cause I, I've heard you a lot, brother. <laughs> I, I knew I knew you were from Texas, and I knew I knew you're a cowboy. But dang, if I didn't know that your voice sounded like a Texas cowboy, so this is Boy, fantastic. You know, I've been I've been told that more than once. You know, it's it's so weird how you know I don't think that we can we can hear our own voice, and when we do, it's like oh my goodness. Man, I just came out of Green Acres. Um, <laughs> now you so, sound great. You sound great, and yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, you know, just the I mean, yeah, I'm getting all philosophical already, but just the concept of of the voice that God has given each one of us, I, it, it's unique, and it's it's on purpose, right? There's a there's actually a purpose to our voice. And it's not for ourselves. I mean, a lot of like, like you said, it's actually kind of it's actually kind of difficult to perceive your own voice a little mm-hmm. bit because you're not really really conscious of it while you're speaking. But then when you hear it on a recording or something, you're like, "My goodness, I sound like that!" You're like, "It's kind of shocking." It's 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 actually because your voice isn't for you. God has given your given you your voice for others, and then the, just the Amen. question is, what are you? What are you voicing? What are what are we yeah. what are we using this amazing gift for? Um, yeah, and 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 God gives us the the dignity and the the glory of actually using our voices for Him to voice His gospel. Which I mean, Man, my uh, goodness, no kidding. <clears throat> um, you know, nothing is random. Um, it, it, it just, you know, he just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> it's like, wow, man. Uh, yeah, brother. Exactly so right. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of think just cause we, you know, I'm starting a lot of these conversation. Um, I, I, I started out with brother Steve Gill, who he's fantastic. I was so mm-hmm. humble, but mm-hmm. really a, um, you know, he's, he's a, he's an intellectual. He's, he's a, sure he's a thinker. He really is. And he's a, he's a godly man and a, and a fantastic minister. And I've actually, I had a conversation last week 
with uh, Gospel Scott, Brother Scott, out in uh, uh-huh. South California, and and uh, Tara was on there as well. Tara Humsey. Oh, um, so yeah, and I, you know, we had this big long conversation. So it's going to take a minute to uh, sift through it, edit all the stuff out, and get it out there. And I'm actually mm-hmm. working on um, leveling up the podcast as well. So like, there's there's a there's a number of things that are kind of in motion right now that are like, man, I, once it gets ironed out, I'll I'll have everything kind of like set up like a machine where I can just you know hit record and and it'll be mm-hmm. good. But to just mm-hmm. to get the machine set up, it's, it's taking a minute. So if you're if you're wondering like what's going on with the podcast, or you're wondering like why why is he kind of like a little quiet because I am a little bit quiet right now. It's it's because I'm building. I'm 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 trying to I'm trying to make the podcast a, a little bit more uh, user friendly. I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I totally totally understand, and you're doing a great job oh, too. I mean, okay, and you. and you know, with 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 your ministry, user friendly is going to be critical. Yeah. Um. So no, I'm you know. Uh, no rush by me. Um, <laughs> you know, you do your thing. You're no, a pro at that. I, no, I appreciate You're that. Good. I, uh, gift. I, uh, I, I, you know, the way I see season one and season two, just because it randomly happened that way is it's, you know, you really have to, um, approach it like, uh, almost like a college classroom. Like if you, if you're willing mm-hmm. to sit through an hour of me, just you know talking scripture i mean that that's you know that's a that's a grace in and of itself um mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's mm-hmm. a there's a, for me it was a, it was an educational process for me just to like really work through kind of the nuts and bolts of the framework of the theology to understand like okay this is gen- genesis through revelation these are the high points of of bible prophecy these are the kind of the dna structure of what god's kind of put in his word um, and I need to know for myself, is there some huge hiccup somewhere along the line that I'm going to hit and then I'm going to have to go mm-hmm. back to the drawing board and go, okay, you know, mm-hmm. I went ahead and erased all those podcast episodes and redid them. No, man, you know, I, I hear you. I mean, I can tell. I can tell this thing is, you know, uh, uh, you know, needs to be on a flip chart. And, um, uh, he's doing a great job. That's all I can say is there, you know, lots of times I, when I've listened to your stuff, um, I'll have all these questions Mm -hmm. that, that you eventually answer you and you, you have um, some great questions, by the way, a lot of things that you will introduce like, Oh my goodness, I didn't, didn't think about that. And what I really like about your questions is how, like theologically true they are at the, like, like the, like the concerns that you have are like core concerns, like concerns about the the Holy Spirit's relationship in the believer. I'm like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> Those uh, just, just the place you're not, you're not like, you're not fighting me over Elon Musk. You're like, you know, you're kind of putting that to the side, but you're, you're like, Hey, what, what about the Holy Spirit's role here? And I'm like, okay, those are, right. those are great questions. Right. Well, you know, glory to God. I don't know. You know, he's given me this mind and, um, you know, I'm, I must say, you know, I'm, I'm the most skeptical person I've ever met. (laughs) And, um, so, uh, and, and that's, and that's for a reason, but, you know, obviously I was, you know, in the investment field Mm -hmm. for, three decades. Okay. 
So tell so, it. Just give us give us a minute on that. Yeah. Um, well, I was, I, you know, uh, my my short and quick testimony, which is not short, not <laughs> quick, uh, is um, I was born in a very affluent family uh, in Dallas in Highland Park. Uh, with a silver spoon, and, and where did the, and, uh, where did the where did the where did the family money come from? Uh, was it was it uh, just just well, you know it was it was more about location location location. Okay. Um, both my mom and dad were born and raised in Highland Park, and my mother uh, was the daughter of uh, the Highland Park Methodist Church. Uh, uh, preacher. Okay. Uh, even though we had no religion, no Christ in our family mm-hmm. whatsoever, but uh, he he went on to be president of SMU, and uh, at one point in time, he was the bishop over the American uh, uh, Methodist Church. Wow. And so, my father side of the family. <laughs> this is a, this is so weird. All Christian scientists. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. What I've heard, you know, forgive me for the, uh, I don't know, irreverence or whatever, but uh, I've heard, I've heard on the street, word on the street is a Christian scientist is kind of like a, kind of like a grape nut, like the grape nut cereal. <laughs> not really a yeah. grape, not really a nut. <laughs> No, it's the most uh, the most bizarre <laughs> of uh, all the cults, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but I grew up with a mind over matter um, side of my family, and that there is no such thing as sickness. And I would be like, "Well, then you're going to have to explain this puke on the floor." <laughs> um, but um, you know, and. and I did uh, kind of uh, gravitate towards that uh, thought process. Okay. Not that there wasn't any sickness, but that the mind uh, was uh, more powerful than we thought. Okay. But, you know, at the same time as things went on, I always took medicine. Uh, and my, my uh, mother's father was a surgeon. So, I mean, it was, you know, I was confused from the get-go. Sure. Um, But, and and I did watch all of my uh, family members on that side live to very old ages without taking so much as an aspirin. Hmm. Um, It just, uh, you know, mind-boggling. They were sick, believe me. I saw them get sick, but um, they would have these nurse practitioners come and they would read the Bible and this book by Mary Baker Eddy. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, then they would come out of it. And I was like, well, that's just because, you know, the flu's over with everybody. <laughs> after three or four days. Sure. So, sure. <clears throat> so you grew up in a kind of a, a very interesting mix of mm-hmm. kind of a, a religious, a kind of an exterior mm-hmm. um, religious Methodism mm-hmm. on one side, mm-hmm. and then just straight crazy Christian Science on the other. Yeah, your head. I mean, yeah. coming out of high school and, and going into college, your head's probably spinning a little bit. 
Both, uh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, also being an absolute country club brat, um, <laughs> uh, you know, again, I had the, the dream life that everybody would want. Sure. Um, and, and you're doing this in the seventies. I don't want to, I don't want to date you too yeah, much. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, sixties and seventies, okay. I was born in 57, okay. I'm 54. Okay. And so, you know, I'm, I'm growing up in the, uh, uh Jesus freak era and, okay. And this you is know, but this is Dallas. There was okay. Huh? This is in Dallas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it was cool to be a Jesus freak. And uh, you know, um, at the same time, it was also cool to uh, you know uh, smoke weed and be a Jesus freak. Sure. Um, so I kind of saw all of that movement. I um, you know, I, for whatever reason, I don't know, but. Uh, I, I, I was very unhappy with my existence at a young age and I began using, um, uh, drugs and alcohol at about 11 years old. Wow. And that's how they um, roll in Dallas. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. You know, that's pretty um, early to start. 11 is early. That was the first time that I uh, figured out that you could escape from reality. Wow. So whatever that day was going to be, that was what it was going to happen. 11 years old, you're supposed to be in the backyard playing football. I know it. I know it. And, um, you know, I wasn't. I was at the Dallas Country Club drinking champagne. And, and you know, and, and you know, my parents thought it was cute. Hmm. Um, you know, we stole a bottle of champagne. But I do remember that, you know, once – I, I experienced um, that feeling. I was like, oh, man, I don't ever, you know, want anything but this. Okay. And so over a long period of time, I became a, a very high-functioning uh, drug addict and alcoholic. Hmm. And uh, meaning I was able to attain some achievements in life. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, you know, by the the grace of God, you know, didn't kill anybody and got married and had children and went on to own my own um, investment firm and managed mm-hmm. money with my father. It was a, a father and son business. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, really supposedly had a tiger by the tail all the while being on something. Sure, and and and, and your and your dad's a uh, surely aware of of your addictions. Is he is he chiming in on you, or is he leaving you alone? I quit drinking. I quit drinking on my own back when I was forty two, okay. and uh, immediately went into psychiatry, uh, where I was prescribed um, speed, oh. Adderall, okay, Vyvanse. I was told that I was suffered from clinical depression, and. Um, uh, it, the, the reason for it was severe ADHD, which could be true. I mean, I, uh, you know, and sure. so this doctor, um, said, you know what, I'm going to prescribe you an amphetamine. And of course I'm like, at this time I knew every drug there was, I mean, my nickname was acid head Fred in college and mm-hmm. I was, you know, so I'm like, Oh no, what amphetamine, what does that do? Yeah. And I should have, you know, said, no, 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 lady, I'm an alcoholic. You can't do that. But she was so certain this was going to work and boom. And then oh. I went on. Next phase. Yeah. 
for 15 years wow. of a heavy use of that and then abuse, never any street drugs. That was too low for me. I was a high class addict. Mm. <laughs> Kidding. Mm. And, uh, you know, uh, kind of at the peak of my career, uh, hit the wall, had, uh, you know, an experience in which I can only say was satanic, um, to where one day at 10 AM, I got up out of my luxurious office and disappeared for two years. Mm. I just left, left my kids. I was already divorced. And, uh, went out on the open road, went to the mountains, uh, you know, blamed everybody in my, in the world for my problems. Um, you know, there's obviously lots of other things that were happening in my life at the time, but uh, it was clearly a, a manic episode, uh, that happened to me and I, you know, this slow step back to where I, um, you know, and I was really walking with Christ too. I was, I wasn't reading the Bible. I'd never read the Bible. Anyway, long story short, um, you know, fast forward to six years later, which was six years ago, cause I'm only six years in the faith. Wow. And I hit the wall and had an experience on a highway coming back from another road trip. Uh, you know, no longer employed because I'm not employable because I walked away from my, my career and, uh, you know, I was managing around $250 million in high net worth of money and people are not going to really want me to do that anymore. Mm. And I didn't steal anything. I didn't have any, you know, I was a very good citizen. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, I crashed and I hit the wall. It all caught up with me. My whole life caught up with me. And I had no place else to go. I couldn't outrun this any longer. Uh, had a uh, kind of an audible uh, voice of God or Jesus in my car saying, you're going to be needing me. Had a blowout in Dothan, Alabama, pulled into a hotel. Um, realized that, oh, my gosh, ruined my life. Um, I've been a fraud all my life. So I was. And uh, pulled out a Gideon Bible. Wow! For the oh, you know what? Time. That's uh, we got we have that in common. I I actually was born again out of a Gideon Bible as well. I I picked up mine from wow. a, on a college campus, but yeah, popped it open and I'm born again on the spot. But yeah, but uh, keep going. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, I, I tell us I, tell I us tell about people, that moment. Tell us about that moment. That you, moment was. Um, it was it was wild. It was um uh you know, I, I, I explain it to, to where, you know, one day I would tell somebody uh that the Bible was the biggest joke that there ever was, a book of fables, um, in a man's hand and so forth, and the next day I believe donkeys talk. It just was that fast. <laughs> It was just faith that fast. Is, faith is a is a is an amazing thing, isn't it? Uh huh. I believed every word of it. Yeah. And so I started 
you know, I'm an addict and I'm obsessing everything. It didn't make any difference what it was, drugs, alcohol, you know, women, adventure, golf, hunting, whatever it was. I did it at, you know, 200,000%. percent mm-hmm. um, I dump everything else for my next addiction. Yeah, and that's how it works. So yeah. I got addicted to the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there I you got go. addicted to Jesus. Yeah. I uh absolutely you know, have been going through for the last six years, you know, kind of uh my own uh crucifixion. Just tremendous, tremendous um uh sin and pride and um you know, just a horrible, horrible old Fred Hart uh, to to crucify, mm-hmm. and um, you know, have dedicated my life to to uh, uh, whatever calling the Lord may have for me, mm-hmm. um, and um, joined a little church that's Japanese here in Flower Mound, <laughs> Texas. That's great. That's great. Japanese. Yeah, huh? I don't have a restoration that's, story. That's, that's, that's interesting. The, no, just uh, the, how, the you mentioned just in passing uh, Japanese congregation because it's, it's actually, if you know anything about Japan and the culture of Japan, oh. Christianity oh. is not welcome oh. there. Uh-uh. It's very no. difficult to find. So if you're actually oh in God. a, in a Japanese congregation, mm-hmm. just, just give us, just mm-hmm. give us a, a few sentences on mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I, I walked into this little church in uh, that's a uh, uh, a very small 150 uh, congregation church down the street. Walked in cold. It said it was International Christian Church, and I was like, "Hey, this is great. I love international." <laughs> I, I did not want to go back to my own neighborhood. I, I really needed to stay away from that, and I'm yeah. glad that I didn't. Uh, you know, I think I probably would have fallen in the world. So anyway, I walked into this church and I was like, Hey, how you doing? We're all on, you know, uh, uh, marching home to Jesus. Right. And they were like, well, some of us are. (laughs) And, uh, ran in, there's Americans there too. Ran into a guy, Keith Banks, who's a, uh, uh, pastor there and has helped me and mentored me. And I didn't even know for, the first two years that they were all Japanese. Oh, I mean, everybody there had Japanese connection except for me. And <laughs> the, one, um, the one gringo in a Japanese church, huh? Is, I, I do amazing. ask them. I was like, who, who here doesn't have a Japanese connection? Only you. And I was like, well, then I made it international. Um, <laughs> they're like, you're right. That's great. No, that and is great. Lovely, lovely, um, uh, Jesus-loving people. Not, you know, um, uh, uh, not very many followers. Sure. Um, and a very light and um, ear-tickling message that, you know, we're trying to, or slowly being changed. Uh, you know, I don't want to take up too much time, but I have been able to um, uh, serve there, and that's what I want to do. I teach Sunday school to the six to ten year olds, and I love that. That's great. And that's great. They allow me to run the men's fellowship now, and fantastic. Um, I do two or three Bible studies. Wow. Yeah, you know, I don't want to 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 
to uh, uh, act prideful. Um, uh, but um, uh, I, I must say that you know my level of addiction to the Word and to Jesus and to the kingdom is is much higher than most everyone else there, and so I've become somewhat of a threat to them, mm-hmm. um, uh, which has uh, uh, been difficult uh, okay. for me. Yeah, and I've even offered to leave. And they're like, no, 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 we want you to stick around. You know, you're weird. You're really, really weird. You're creeping us out. Um, but, um, sure. you know, yeah. we like it. Yeah. So God put me in Goshen is what he did. He yeah. put me someplace to where I couldn't be hurt. And yeah. I also had the opportunity, since I was more or less unemployable, to to use these last six years to study the Bible um, you know, and you know, therein comes Twitter and all of a sudden, boom, you know, yeah. what is this thing? Yeah. Um, that, yeah. And I want, I want to, I want to touch on that, but, um, yeah, man. your, I, I believe one of the things about you and your, your ministry, the Lord has, has called you to is you do provoke believers. You do. Um, I've seen provoke provoke in a good way, not not in a negative way. Um, where you know, if if you are in um, in the context of you know believers who are have have settled have um, settled back and um, aren't pressing, it gets it, it's it's uncomfortable when there is someone in the room who's like all <laughs> all out for Jesus, and it's. You know, it, it. You brought up the pride issue. Is this like? Is it? Are you tooting your own, own horn? It's. It's. I think it's. It's. It's not. It's not about like you know how how great you know brother Fred is. It's. It's how great the the thing that God is doing in your heart and what that does, the effect that that has in the lives of other other believers. And I, I think you're seeing it there in the local context. And I know for a fact you you you've been seeing it for years because I've watched it. Um, you know, you were, uh, I don't even know how you found me initially. Cause when I, you know, when I jumped on Twitter, like I'm the last guy to do social media, I'm the last guy to do Facebook, mm-hmm. any of that stuff. So I'm, I'm just like, you know what? I, I feel like God's given me a message. I'm just going to kind of test the waters here and see kind of what happens. And very early on, somehow we connected. Um, and I mean, cause I mean, and I don't know how the Twitter, how, like, how did we end up? connecting early on but from you know whatever it was 2018 i've been watching you for what is it three three years plus um again and again and again um bring this you know this fervor that you have this addiction to jesus Mm. onto the twitter uh, medium and and you are inspiring, I think, far more people than you. you I, I think that's just the way it works. God doesn't even let us mm. see the results of mm-hmm. what he does mm-hmm. through our lives mm-hmm. until, you know, probably right. later when he when he sits us down and goes, hey, you know, you followed yeah. me, you, you obeyed. Here, yep. here, here's the results that I didn't let you see at I the time. Um, but I, I've seen you and you have a high value for the word of God. You have a high value for loyalty to Jesus, and you, and you don't have a whole lot of margin and time for stuff that doesn't matter. Which, mm-hmm. for a lot of folks, they wanna 
you know, they, they'll, they'll get all those things flipped, right? They'll, they'll, they put a high value on the things that don't matter necessarily, mm-hmm. but it's, but it, it, it plays well because people are talking about it at, at the time, or it's, it's a popular thing to, 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 you know, drone on about. Um, but, but anytime, you know, the church's focus, you know, shifts one direction or another, you have been that voice again and again over the years. And I've seen this just dragging people back. Like, no, mm-hmm. no, no. Hey, hey guys, we're here for this. We're here for this, the word mm-hmm. loyalty to Jesus. We're, we're marching together. And I just, I just want to, I just want to say I've seen that. And I, I know that that provokes, I know a lot of people look are like you're, you're part of their steady diet. When, when they go online, if they're looking to be encouraged to be built up in the Lord, they're, they're clicking on your, your Twitter feed and seeing what God is doing in your life because it's, it's easy, it's easy to dismiss people on the exterior things that, I mean, the very things that Paul said, like he counted as rubbish. Like most people want to take all those things that Paul counted as rubbish and put those things first and foremost and take, make you look at their credentials Right, they want to go like, hey, the, hey, I graduated from here. This is the things I did over my career. These are my accomplishments. Blah blah. blah. Therefore, you should listen to me so you can be like me. They're drawing people to themselves. Paul mm-hmm. says, mm-hmm. "You want to, you want to hear my credentials? Here's my credential. I'm a prisoner of the mm-hmm. Lord. Like I'm in jail yeah. for Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And so, like, uh, th- Paul was saying." You know, my credentials are, I will not bend to this world. Mm-hmm. I, in a, it does not matter the cost. I am going to go all the way. That Those are my credentials. Mm-hmm. Does that mean mm-hmm. I've, you know, uh, uh, to, the, to the point where you're willing to lose it all? And it's not that I'm trying, because, you know, nobody's going to look, look at the Apostle Paul and go, you know, oh, man. Oh, wow. What a, what a, what an amazing, you know, life that guy has. I want to be just like him when he's saying, look, I'm in prison. I'm in jail. This isn't like, this isn't the, this isn't the popular route, but Paul's point is I'm not, I'm not bringing you to me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pointing you to somebody else because you need to find that person for yourself. Because if, if I lead with my credentials, if I lead with how great I am and all the things I've accomplished and how you should be like me, you're, I'm, I'm actually misleading you. I'm right. pointing you in the wrong, wrong direction, but I've seen you time and time again, brother Fred, like getting it right on, on Twitter and you know, it, you know, there, it's you know, there's there's a there's an insecurity kind of in all of us where we just go like, hey, look, man, I, man, the, you know, I exist by the grace of God. My God story. There's a lot of parts of my God story that are not pretty, sure. that that are like, you know, a lot of people might just dismiss me out of hand. But there's there's a greater reality, and that greater reality is this: what is Almighty God doing in the heart of a believer? Yeah. Because that's that's like a reactor core right there, like that mm-hmm. that one mm-hmm. thing, and it's available to everyone. It is, yes. Very few cultivate it. Very few get addicted to it. Very few live for it. But that reactor core can change the world for the kingdom of God, and and that's. And that's what I've seen. That's from that what I've seen from you over the years. So I, I just really do appreciate. I, I know. I know we, 
you know, we, we, we pat each other on the back every once in a while here and there, but that, no, it's, it's a, it's a genuine affection that I have for brother, brother Fred. Well, glory to God, man. You know, praise the Lord. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, thankful uh, for your very kind comments. Uh, uh, and um, they do, they encourage me greatly. They really do, Peter. And, um, uh, you know, I have to, I have to make sure that I don't, uh, uh, take it uh, too close to heart and, and, but, and, and I won't, I will give all the credit to the Holy spirit of God and, uh, what he has done uh, in me. And, you know, Twitter has been a, a learning curve for me. I have, you know, it's, you know, and, I don't take this the wrong way, but this is just my viewpoint. Uh, you know, to me, the Old Testament is what not to do, and the New Testament is what to do. Mm-hmm. Well, I've learned more on Twitter uh, of what not to do. Um, and yeah. uh, the one thing that I can say that has helped me so greatly is to be disciplined uh, when I'm on it. And that means that before I get on it to pray that I do no dishonor to the Lord, that the Holy spirit will direct my tweets. Um, and you know, if I engage, uh, in any, uh, dialogue back and forth, uh, and you know, over time, uh, it's, it's gotten to the point to where, you know, I don't want to dishonor Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, in this, in this area. And I see it and we all see it all day long. And we're like, Oh my goodness, Lord, Lord, you know, these uh, hearts are growing cold. Help us, help us. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to do that. I, I want to maintain a consistency that is unified and loving. And, you know, again, when, when, when I came into, to Christianity and I really, I was so, so naive, man. I was like a four-year-old. I really thought, Hey, we're all marching home to the Lord. And, you know, again, I had so many people going, I'm not, Mm. you know, and I was like, well, sure we are. We're all, it's eternal life, right? That's why I made my handle eternity planner. And it's like, well, no, that's pretty depressing. That's kind of a buzz killer here. We're here for the world. And I'm like, no, no, that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. I remember the 60s. I remember when, you know, the saints go marching in. And uh, so I was disillusioned uh, mm-hmm. tremendously. So um, yeah. my focus is and always has been, and I'm pretty sure it always will be, on two words, eternal life. Mm-hmm. And um then other areas that jumped out at me that I just didn't know, man. I mean, I was just, and, and uh, nobody was teaching me this. Um, the Lord led me to this through, you know, tons of other Christians on Twitter, to be honest with you. It's like, I hate to say I've been Twitter refined, <laughs> but I kind of have. And God you know, works in mysterious to, ways. Yeah, I know. <laughs> But, you know, I didn't, uh, you know, it didn't jump out at me in, in John seventeen three what eternal life was. And, uh, you know, just a verse like that, you know, was, was 
so eye-opening, eye you know. That, and give us, give us the, give us, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us the reference to the to the scripture. Yeah, and this is life eternal. And I'm like, well, now wait a second. <laughs> you know, what do you mean? And this is life eternal that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. And you know, I mean, I rolled around with that for months. <laughs> Yeah, that's eternal that's a, life. That's a big to one. know you. To you know, I, 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 you know, maybe I overreacted, but I'm like, well, this is a game changer. No, absolutely. This, this is everything. This is you mean to know you is eternal life, and I started to grasp it, and then I started to, you know, search out other ancients um, who taught it, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh. Oh, this is so much bigger than what I thought. You know, I thought heaven was going to be, you know, golf courses and, you know, uh, everything was going to be fun. And um, <laughs> country club. And then the <laughs> other verse that uh, uh, is always on my mind is, is Romans eight twenty nine. Again, you know, these are simple things that I know everybody, you're like, golly, man. But I'm only six years old, so give me some grace here. I'm still learning. No, but, you know you what? Know. You're, you're honestly, you are like it's a lot of times. It's it's that people who've been around the Lord for a while forget some of the basics, and mm. y- your experience of them in real time actually brings them back to mind and actually revives them in our hearts. So give give us the scripture reference there. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, so John 17, 3 was an eye-opener, which changed uh, everything about how I was going to, um, you know, approach the Lord. And, and again, I believe all this is the Holy Spirit showing me this. And um, uh, Romans eight twenty nine, which I'd read over and over again, and I studied, believe me, I studied election, election, you know, and um, Arminianism and Calvinism and all of that and everything. Mm-hmm. But what really stood out to me in 829 was um, uh, he, you know, he, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate, and then the next words, to be conformed to the image of his son. Hmm. Like, so I rolled around with that, and I'm like, to be conformed to the image of his son, hmm. along with John seventeen three, and this is eternal life to know him, and those have kind of been the two foundations of uh, uh, of you know, where I strive. Uh, you know, number one is I never did know why I existed, and I looked at it and I was like, well, for heck, you exist to be conformed to the image of the Son of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were, you know, born that way, and um, you know, you didn't, you weren't called until you were fifty-eight years old for whatever reason. But you know, how old was Paul when when he was called? Thirty uh, yeah. or something. right? Uh, you know, so you know, it's like so. So the the day that the Lord calls you is not the same as, uh, you know, the day that the Lord made you for him. Right. And uh, all of that 58 years of uh, garbage was for a reason. 
and uh, just as as Paul's previous life was, right. and um, you know, uh, so those two things, um, you know, were a game changer for me. Yeah, and that brought me out of the world and into a spiritual reality of. Um, uh, what I truly believe the Lord wants to do with me and is doing with me yeah. and, and yeah. preparing me for what I don't know. Um, you know, I really, I really have to every day get up and hand my day back to him. And, uh, you know, this is not work. Don't get me wrong here. This is insatiable desire. Mm. <laughs> Amen. It is. Uh, it's somewhat yeah. selfish. It's like, yeah. Lord, look, you know what? I need the joy of being made useful and have a yes. purpose. I yes. love working for the family. Yes. And uh, I know you do too. I know you know what I'm talking about. It's like, wow, man, this is unbelievable. This is the best job in the world. People don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. Yeah. It's like how much how much more privileged is yeah. can you possibly be right. than to serve the creator of Amen. all things? Amen. And and you've so. you've got the you've got the equation right because you've you've started from the place of you know the 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 emphasis on eternal life and then how that is you know related and and woven into the reality of knowing Jesus. I he he would have he would have, you know, he would have done a great cosmic disservice if we could discover eternal life in any place else, right? If we could have mm-hmm. like it's it's the it's Jesus before his disciples in John 6 when he's telling them that, you know, you you know, you want life, you, you know, you you're going to have to eat my flesh and they're like, "Uh, what?" And, yeah. and he doubles down on it, and people are leaving him in drones. And Jesus says, mm-hmm. "Oh, you guys want to leave as well?" And and Peter says, "You know, where else could we go?" Yeah, yeah. Jesus, right. you're, yeah, yeah, you're the only game in town. There, the, we don't, you right. know. And 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 he set it up this way so that there is one place to find it, and it is by seeking him and mm-hmm. him alone. And then if you can get that, if you can get that foundation right, you can do so many things from that foundation. Your your ministry, your life, all the things, your work can spring forth from that ground. But if you're not, if you're not operating from that ground, and I think that's what happens a lot of times, and that's what I appreciate so much about what you're doing on on Twitter is that you're you're ministering from that ground, and it is obvious that you're you're because it's coming out of that relationship that you that you brother Fred have directly with Jesus, mm-hmm. and it's it's mm-hmm. him working in you that's coming forth in, in different ways, and that's how God God's changing changing the world, um, you know. And but if you don't have that reality, it's guaranteed. If you're if you're working from some diff, some separate different base um, foundation, you you're not going to be a you're not going to be making disciples because you're not a disciple, right? Amen. Like you like yeah. you're, you're going to have to and so like like the idea of it's it's almost funny thinking about it in terms of work because God does call it work and it is work, mm-hmm. but like you said, it's it's almost like second nature because. 
once you're energized by the Spirit of God and, and, and cooperating with the grace of God in your life, then you're tapping into this greater purpose that God has. And mm-hmm. yeah, you're, you're like, like laboring in a way, but at the same time, it's like what there's no, there's nothing else you'd rather be doing. There's nothing mm-hmm. more exciting. Right. There's not, there, it's not like, oh man, I wish I was chasing money right now. I wish I was, right. you know, chasing women right now. Like all that stuff's mm-hmm. like, I, like, I just want to be mm-hmm. chasing Jesus and, and, mm-hmm. and then yeah. just let's see, mm-hmm. let's see where he takes it, takes this thing. Yeah. Yes. I, I uh, totally, totally agree with, you, you know, it is, uh, uh, a lot of people would may look at me and say that, you know, my addiction is indicative of, uh, uh, works or legalism or um, uh, you know trying to earn my salvation and uh, you know I can certainly uh, be graceful with them and say well it may appear that but that's not what it what it is uh, at all yeah it is I've never um, had that that feeling about it <laughs> that that thought uh, has no, never crossed my mind my, yeah. church, my other life my church life and, and so forth and um, you know so. Uh, but uh, one thing that that uh, I, I recognized in in reading the epistles and you know kind of you know, uh, asking some people is it is it is it even logical to try and live a first church type faith in 2021 and um, you know on the on on the surface. Uh, you know, the answer to that question could possibly be no. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, this is what we have. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, but I started noticing, you know, what is different with these guys? You know, what is it with Paul and John and Peter and and all of these guys that is so different? And I was like, oh, I know what it is. It's They have an eternal perspective. Everything is eternal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I'm like, well, there's the reason why we don't have any answers on what we're supposed to do, you know, uh, when there's a, a, a vaccine in the world. It's like that they didn't even, that wasn't even worthy of writing down um, because it was such, a, they had such an eternal perspective. Yeah. And so I prayed for that, man. I mean, I was like, Lord, I want this perspective. I want to, to walk and think and drink and eat with an eternal perspective and I, you know, it's not constant, but I will say, and again, you know, I hate to say it, this is a buzzkiller to a lot of people. Sure. You know, it's like you're ruining my world. I'm not trying to at all because, you know, I don't want to die. I'm not ready to go uh, to heaven unless God's ready to take me, but I do want to go ahead and enjoy, you know, my eternal life that Christ died for now. And, um, so, you know, again, I might be, you know, in delusion land, but, um, I, I, I do, I do promote the peace that comes with an eternal perspective. If you want to weed out a lot of things in your life. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. yeah. You really can't look, you can't look to the future with hope without looking beyond death because if, 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 if death is the final backstop of what you're looking for, 
like, mm-hmm. like, like, it, 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 there's like a fatalistic, like, black curtain that then clouds the rest of existence here because you're like, okay, well, that's the curtain. That's the final finish line. So all I can do then is make the most out of this moment that I have and all the moments that I have between now and that, that black curtain falling, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. and then you're just like, you're left with like a world that's falling apart. That's getting crazier Mm -hmm. by the Mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you're planting your hope here now in this age, boy, you are in for a disappointment. Yes. Amen. Amen. You mentioned, uh, in, uh, uh, a text that, that, you, you might want to go over First um, uh, uh, John 1 and Ephesians 4 as it relates to... Yeah, you I know what? Honestly, probably, uh, this conversation, like, I, I, it kind of it kind of took a different... Long? No, no, no. It took... But we're, we're probably going to wrap it up here in the next five minutes sure. or so. Um, but sure. we can't... We can do this again, something like this again, and we can actually be a little bit more intentional about... Yeah, I, I, I did. I, I kind of wanted to uh, just get to know you a little bit. I wasn't sure, just in case, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh boy, what are we going to talk about? We, we could have that. But, um, but boy, you, you know, we, we touched on some of the stuff, but I think um, the, the, the scripture references that you brought up, um, you said John, John 17, 3, and then you said Romans 8, 29, right? 8, those, 29, yeah. Those two as like a foundational, because mm. that helps explain so much of your your heart and your approach to what you do on, on Twitter. Um, it really actually informs me about like, okay, this is the, uh, this is the calling that's on your life, but to, to actually get get a little bit of your story, your, your testimony, I think is, is really helpful. Cool. I think a lot of folks on, on Twitter will actually be really blessed to kind of hear your story um, and hear what the, what the Lord's doing. Because I mean, it, it's, it's interesting that someone as, as young in the faith as you are, and in, in, in some respects you're young, but in, in, in other respects, you're very seasoned because like you mm-hmm. said, even the stuff that 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 made Paul who he was that he you know later on said hey you know that's that's the old me but still it was it was part of kind of what made him who he was as, as well even though that it didn't define him it wasn't the the true identity of who he was because he was an enemy of God but you bring all of those experiences into being born again and so mm-hmm. so even mm-hmm. you as doing all the things you've done over you know 58 years and then just the last six years really being radicalized for Jesus in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You're, you, you bring a zeal for the word, a zeal for knowing him, but then also a, a long history of experiencing what not to do kind of Old Testament mm-hmm. style. Um, and so, yeah, just really fantastic to get a better yeah, it's sense beautiful of you. That, that, the, that God doesn't let anything goes, go to waste. Right. And, and and so, you know, the the fifty eight years of regret, you know, uh, and and uh, you know guilt that you know we we might all look back on our old lives and have that. He doesn't waste that. Right. It's not that's it's not wasted. It's all you know meant for something. Every every molecule of it. Um. So uh, yeah. that's a beautiful thing. 
Amen. Um, Amen. So, I mean, uh, we, yeah, we can, we can kind of, I would love, I'd love to, to schedule, you know, kind of, we can circle back and, and maybe do anytime, some shows. Bro. Um, yeah. Later on, you know, maybe, maybe every couple of months we get on sure. and, and, and hit on some things that are, because I, one of the key things that I, I honestly believe, um, you do better than a lot of people is actually um, ministering pastorally to people on Twitter, which to me, like I, I've got a little bit of a different, you know, calling and direction. I want to be pastoral, but a lot of times like, you know, like I'm, I'm provoking people to think about the Bible in a different way or you I'm, do. I'm, I'm, you do. And yeah, we need that. And I'm, I'm, ch- I'm trying to challenge kind of cultural understandings of like, you know, Christians have settled into a cultural understanding of this or that. And I'm trying to wake them up for the kingdom. So I'm much more of an alarm bell, but you are uh, a voice where like, literally like, I like you, like you have a very pastoral voice on in a pastoral meaning you're pointing people back to the, the great shepherd, um, mm. and, and, mm. um, how, you know, cause, cause we're, we're going to actually be developing, I mean, there's going to be new tools for people to relate to each other. Um, mm-hmm. and, and how can we, and not that we want to, you know, necessarily jump into it right now cause we kind of got to wrap it up, but in the future, mm-hmm. I would love to uh, come back to this question of, what would, cause like you said, God's actually active on Twitter doing different things. It's really cool. It's, mm-hmm. it's been a huge benefit to me and others. Um, how can we be a, the church, how can we be a fellowship of mm. saints on, on Twitter and how can we keep leveling it up? It feels like it has been leveling up over time and how can we continue to do that and, and, w- and what different expressions could it take even pastorally? Uh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm fascinated by the potential of what is possible um, on, mm-hmm. on some of these mm-hmm. platforms. And I think your approach um, mm-hmm. and what God's doing could actually end, end up being um, a, a part of kind of growing the fellowship um, of the saints mm-hmm. on Twitter. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just kind of thinking out of the box, thinking down the road a little bit, but I, no, that's I the conversation. I know, I know what you're thinking. And, and, you know, um, it's messy. Twitter, Christian Twitter is, is a spaghetti bowl. <laughs> and a bowl of spaghetti. There are I mean, some really fantastic is. saints that, like, you know, like if I could yeah. take like the if I could take like a certain crew, I could be like, man, we we could do a lot of cool stuff together. There is, right. you know, there there's so much, you know, there, I mean, because you're you're broadcasting out in front of so many different people, with so many different. Mm-hmm. And then, like, then you, you just never know, like, oh, this guy just wants to, he's supposed to argue about something or whatever, or like, and you never know, right. just, you know, you can get atheists, you can get, you can get, you can get anybody, you can get trolls. There, there's so much noise. How do we, how do we cut through the noise? How do we find the saints? Because that's, that's, you know, like, how do we, how do we, how do we go, go after the ones that God's working in? You know, how do we recognize right. that? And and right. and uh, navigate the 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 trolldom out there, right? <laughs> well, this has been a question that many have had. For, <laughs> I've I've been on this thing for five years, I guess, and um, <clears throat> you know, part of the part of the problem, the battle that we have is that Twitter is set up to disagree, right? Um, I mean, it that this thing wouldn't be here if there wasn't disagreement, sure. And, and and Christians have fallen into that um, 
just as deeply as as the secular world has. And um, you know, I, I I pray for you know, Lord, how how can we you know be unified? It looks like that you know we are scattered um, in you know ninety different directions. <clears throat> so I pray for it, and um, you know. I believe that that uh, maybe uh, affliction um, uh, might bring us closer together. Um, sure. uh, I, I, you know, um, and people do start subgroups, uh, but they they end up fading away. Um, so. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Well, but. let's uh we can we can we can push pause on that. I I honestly um you know, if it's if it's something that the Lord orchestrates, if it's something that God has yes. you know on his heart, you know, and and it's not like we have to we don't, it's not like we have to go from point A to point Z. Right. We just right. have to go point A to point B because that's that, that's how God leads us, right? He's like, "Okay, take Amen. this step." Because we we're, we're probably thinking like, "Okay, we need to get to to Z, which is this heavenly state where, you know, everyone's full <laughs> of the, the love of God and you know, the fellowship is is rich and sweet and there's no disagreements, blah blah blah." Um, but, uh, God's like, well, yeah, that's my heart too. That's well down the line. Actually, that's when I return, <laughs> but, mm -hmm. but in the meantime, you know, uh, we're being sanctified and we're, we're, sure. we yeah, are man. each leveling up and, you know, uh, you know, leadership, I believe is going to be one of the key things And leadership is going to be coming from different angles, and, mm -hmm. and, and just, just, I guess we're kind of wrapping this conversation up your mm -hmm. leadership on Twitter, ha, you know, um, has been absolutely stalwart over the years. So keep, keep up the good work because, you know, leadership, like I said, um, you know, a lot of times, you know, God will, God will raise up reluctant leaders like he did with Gideon, right? He, he, he points out Gideon like, right. Hey, you're my man. And Gideon's like, huh? What? And that's, that's mo <laughs> like, if you're one of God's leaders, like your first response sh kind of should be like, what? Like you got the wrong guy, right? Like if, if, if that's it not, yeah. Bad. If, if that's not your response, then uh, you're like, oh, okay, no, God, God got the wrong guy. Um, <laughs> so, it, you know, and it's, it's you know, so to me, like I'm looking, I'm, when I'm, when I'm, you know, scoping the battlefield, I want to see, I want to see the activity of God. I'm looking for the activity of God and I want to, I want to go, okay, I see, I see God there. I see God there. I see mm -hmm, that. And then mm -hmm. like, how can we take those activities and begin to actually kind of net network them together like nodes and mm -hmm. the, like the mm -hmm. activity of the spirit in the saints actually levels up and we actually have a greater voice and we actually in the midst of this great dissension and, you know, identities breaking out into, a, you know, infinite, you know, shattering of mm -hmm. different people saying different things and all arguing about it. We stand apart for with our love for each other, our love for Jesus and actually Amen. the unity that we have in the faith. Um, but like I said, let's, hey man, let's, this is where your gift comes in, Peter. You, you, I mean, it really is. You know, uh, we need someone with your talents and your gifts to organize us. So do it. <laughs> well, if I if no, I do, if, yeah. Well, if I Take do, charge of that. Yeah. No, you no, know what? You have it. 
you know, maybe and and maybe that's uh maybe that's something maybe that's something that that the Lord's orchestrating, and I'm more than happy to be a part of it. But mm-hmm. I just know this: you're not not off the hook, bro. Because I'm gonna be looking, I'm gonna be looking for other other saints out there that God is doing His work in their hearts and and putting us together um in different ways and just going yeah. So let's let's uh, let's push pause on the conversation today because we're kind of out of time now. Sure, brother. Um, but hey, brother, like I said, and, and this is one thing that I really appreciate about you, and I've known this from the beginning. Um, man, if you if you're if you're gonna say something nice about uh, brother Deaton. You better you better give all the glory to God about it because he he's going to rebuke you. He is you know, going to rebuke you I'm if you so forget. Scared of my pride. <laughs> no, I, I really do appreciate you. So, well, uh, thank you, man. All right, brother. I well, loved it. Okay, loved cool. It. Let's do it again. Look, keep me in keep me in mind if you uh, you know with with how you're going to organize all this. I'm I'm fascinated by it. Okay, fantastic. And thank you so much for all you do. Oh man. Yeah, it's it's a pleasure. You you know when you're just seeking the Lord, your your life just is whatever he makes it and you're Amen. just like I'm just doing what my like my the, the you know, you like I'm doing what my duty is, like the Lord's doing all the all the cool stuff. Yeah. Um Amen. Yeah, totally. But uh, so people can find you and you're at Eternity Planner, right? Eternity Planner right. on Twitter yeah. just Eternity for people who aren't Mhm. And mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, people can look you up and just just go go to Brother Deaton. He, you know, follow him there. You're going to see what what he's all about and I promise you you'll be blessed cuz I know I know thousands of other believers are blessed. Brother Fred, thanks for being on today. We will talk soon. Hey man, I can't thank you enough. I enjoyed every minute of it. Good, brother. Uh, I, I love you and uh, I'm love you praying for your ministry. And um, I just can't thank you, the Lord, enough for bringing you into my life and to into so many other people's lives on, on Twitter and in your on your blog and so forth. So keep on going, brother. All right, man. Teach us. We'll, we'll do. Us. I'll do. I'll All do right, it if bro. you do it. Okay, man. I will. <laughs> hey, God have a great rest you. of your day, brother. Love you, man. Thank you, you right. too. Bye, bye. That concludes this episode of Babylon Singularity. I want to thank you for tuning in. If you're looking to hear more from me, you can find me on Twitter as well as my website, BabylonSingularity.com. I've also authored a book titled Babylon, available on Amazon. I look forward to hearing any thoughts or feedback, comments that you may have to help me make this show better. I do hope it's a blessing to you, and I hope that you'll tune in next time to Babylon Singularity.